Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet and you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome to week 15 and the first week of the fantasy football playoffs. You made it. Um, or I assume you did because you're here listening to the Waiver Wired podcast. So even if you didn't make it, we're going to have tons of info here that you can use to apply towards player props and betting games. And even when the fantasy football season's over, we're going to roll all the way through the Super Bowl with postseason fantasy and player props and game bets. So don't change the dial. Uh, you're in the right place. I'm Jen Piacenti, your host for today and really for every week, I guess. And joining me in the co-pilot seat, Eddie Murphy. Eddie, all right, it's time to check in. Did you make it to the fantasy football playoffs? Uh, in one league, I did, but uh, I barely got by. Uh, I, there's one league I think uh, we got tweeted at uh, by Daniel. I, I joined a listener league. I missed the last by, I believe, a game. Um, it was a, I think it was like 14 team league too, and there was divisions. And I got stuck in a tough division. Uh, congrats to all those who made the playoffs. So as me and Jen discussed every single week, it was a very wonky year with with fantasy football. Uh, not a lot of reliable players coming through tons of injuries as most years, but I feel like this year more so than, than ever. Um, and if you are good either in the, the, the waiver wire market or the trade market or whatever, uh, or even your draft was just great from day one back in, uh, you know, probably August or September, I'll say uh, I'll clap for you, a round of applause. I'll tip my hat. Uh, well done because I certainly struggled. Um, but uh, you know what? Uh, we'll see what happens. The playoffs, By the way, just get in the playoffs. You never know. If your draft was great, you probably got graded as an F by any software because the oh, players yeah. ended up winning this league for you and where you would have had to take of them. Uh, and that's why, point. yeah, these, these games are not played on paper, right? I, uh, I, I don't want to call out any other, uh, any place, but uh, Yahoo, um, mm-hmm. I had an A grade. The only one in my league, my, my, my league with my best friends, I've been, I've been in this league for like 15 years, only one with an A grade. And uh, right now I'm in 10th place out of 12. So the exactly. only positive of that league is that I, I did get a first round pick for next year. But boy, oh boy, those grades are, are off. Like we said, it's just uh, a lot of the usual suspects were not the usual suspects. It was a very tough yeah. year. And another reason not to look at draft grades or worry about draft grades because the fantasy season is uh, completely different than your draft day grade in reality. So um, I made it in four leagues to the playoffs. And um I th- I'm going to vent for a second mm-hmm. should have been five uh, sort of was five until this morning I woke up and the commish decided that the six seed went to the team with the most points, not the better record. Oh, and God. I don't remember this ever being discussed previous to that. And, you know, here, here's my thought on this. Like I am totally understanding of giving a six seed to a most points. And we've talked about this before. Like maybe this is a way to keep people playing the whole season. It keeps you getting something to play for, even if you've had phenomenally bad luck. But if in the same league, you also have reverse order of waivers, then you're, you're punishing people that haven't been able to get good players and rack up those points along the way, especially in a season like this. And for someone like me, I pulled it out at the end because I made trades and tried to figure out what to do. And I ended up getting in with the wins, even though I had low points to start the season, because I had one of those drafts that like didn't go the way I want, but I made the changes as many as I could. And so I'm frustrated 
because I had a great run down the stretch and I even beat the team that got in ahead of me that has more points in our head to head. So I'm grumpy. I'm grumpy, Eddie. I shouldn't be grumpy. I should be happy. I made it in four leagues. Although who knows, because maybe the commission's going to message me later and say, nope, sorry, you didn't get it in this one either, but I'm going to breathe it out. I shouldn't be this uptight. Well, I I think you have every right to to vent and want to be upset because that is wild. That to me, that's like that reminds me of uh, back in college football we used to have like the committee just decide like, okay, this team was kind of good enough; they'll be co national champions. They'll share it with this. Like that, we're not. It's not a committee uh, ruling. It's it's like what you said. If you had the better record, especially beating them head to head, you are in. It's not by amount of points, and who gets to decide that? I, I don't like that at all. So anyway, I'm grumpy about it. And I, I have gone on this podcast before and said, I think that there should be a place for points. And and I do still think there is a way to use it. But in this situation, when I'm on the other side, I'm grumpy about it. So I, I guess I can't talk out of both sides of my mouth. But I wonder if there's a way to do a separate prize. Maybe it's not a playoff prize, but I have a league that does this. Let me throw this out there. You still, you know, your seating is, and first of all, be clear up front what your seating is. Don't change anything, but right, right. your seating is what it is. Let's say it's just record, then have a second overall prize for the people that finish over, you know, with top three in points or something. So there's always some way to make points. I don't know. Um, we have that in one of my leagues, which I, again, I knew, I knew how it was going to be seated and I was sweating it out. Even though I was third place in record, I was fifth point place in points and the way that it was all coming down because only the third and fourth seed get in by record and the rest Mm -hmm. was points. I was sweating and guess who I started in my quarterback this week. Kenny freaking Pickett. Oh no. Pickett, because Justin Fields was on by, right? Yeah. yeah. Should have been good. That was just bad luck, just like the people that got bad luck with Kyler. I mean, how many of you tweet us if you had Kyler or Ramondre and were only a few points down and lost painfully, or even Devontae Parker and lost painfully on Monday night? Because we'll commiserate with you. Um, I had a team that had Marquise Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray. It was a long shot, but it was definitely still possible that I would have gotten that last playoff seed Monday night. And my hopes and dreams went up on the third play of the game. Uh, it's as bad as it gets. It's it's tough. Uh, I did want to ask you, uh, and you joined tons and tons and tons of leagues. Did you have a team that maybe didn't make the playoffs, but you look back at that roster and that draft and you're like, I did everything right. Like I picked the correct players here and it just didn't work out because the team I keep bringing up, I, I still look back at my draft and I'm like, these players were supposed to be good. Like, I don't understand why I didn't make the playoffs in this one. I don't have any team that's like so good based on my draft, but that being said, cause I drafted too heavily in retrospect, too many Broncos, mm-hmm. just period. I, I was too exposed to Russell Wilson. I was too exposed. Oh, by the way, can I also say this? The league that I started, <laughs> Can he pick it in? Guess who else was on my bench? Uh, hoof at quarterback. I'm guessing uh, who had a monster week. I mean, it wouldn't first have been. time I benched him all season, even though, well, not the first time. I shouldn't say that because I picked up Justin Fields along the way. Somebody who's had a massive, like like Trevor Lawrence had a massive Russell week. Wilson. Russell Wilson actually had a he had yeah. 35 yeah. points in that yeah. league based on the scoring on my bench. And had I done that, I would have waltzed in with like sure. the two seed to the playoffs. Um, and I was going up against the guy with Jalen Hurts. Anyway, whatever. Um, I got screwed, but it's fine. I'm still in the playoffs <laughs> um, against the team that has 
a ton of points that got in with the last seed and is a really, really strong team. But this is my big money league. I did make it to the playoffs in a league uh, with Sal uh, in the League of Leagues. Nice. So we'll Yes, I'm familiar see. with that. Yeah, I don't think we're going head to head, though. I think Toby has a buy and there's a lot of extra points players in that league. So yes. um, I'm going to do the best I can to rep. I think I think I've got a good team in that one, Eddie. I think we have a real shot to well, rep EP. Uh, you know, you know, I'm pulling for you, Team Waiver. I, I think Waiver Wired might win this one. I've got, I've got high hopes. Anyway, um, enough about me. Um, okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CaesarFull, that's C-Z-R-F-U-L-L, and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. And because Caesar plays by the rules, here comes the length responsible gaming disclaimer 21 and older must be physically present in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kansas louisiana maryland michigan nevada jersey new york pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming or washington dc sports betting is void in georgia hawaii ohio and utah and other states where prohibited know when to stop before you start gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. For Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Boston. Your city and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY 467 369. Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Let's talk about the news. And the biggest news is that Kyler Murray is done for the season. And many of you that got to your fantasy football playoffs did it because Kyler Murray, though he was frustrating as a real life quarterback, was still putting up some pretty good numbers for your fantasy team, especially with the kind of situations we had at quarterback. I read a stat that said 56 different quarterbacks took a start so far this year in the NFL. 56. It's been one of those, like we've said all along, it's the the usual suspect to quarterbacks that we thought, yeah, wait on them in drafts, they'll be fine. That you know, it, it just hasn't really worked out this year um, with that. And this Kyler Murray injury is such. It's not only is it devastating. It's such a weird injury because I feel like it has major, not only obviously NFL implications, uh, maybe with Kyle's future, obviously with Cliff Kingsbury's future, this kind of Cardinals core right now, and then obviously fantasy implications because you know we're recording this at December thirteenth. He got injured last night, third play on Monday football. Uh, as we've just seen recently with the Odell Beckham injury, it takes almost right. a full year to recover. And now the question starts to creep in, is Kyler Murray going to be the same Kyler Murray? Is he the guy that we're going to be like, okay, he's going to run and scramble, get that first down. Is he going to be more apprehensive? Is he as uh, dynamic and useful as a, just a pure pocket pass? I'm not saying his, his legs will be totally diminished. Obviously modern medicine in the year, 2022 going 2023, very good. And he'll be as good as new, but you know, Cliff Kingsbury was the reason why he was drafted. He they drafted Josh Rosen, moved on from. They bring him in. What's Kyler going to be like with a different offense? Like you just said, Jen, Kyle was very good this year in terms of fantasy, but the team wasn't good as a whole. I don't think Cliff is going to be head coach next year. Now, like things just didn't click for the Cardinals. Like James Conner was not as consistent. Obviously, the six game suspension for New Hopkins. Jack Ertz gets injured. Just things were not going right. I don't see this Cardinals team being the same. Now, Kyler's not back until maybe next. You know, after midseason. Like, do they go and take another quarterback or find a stopgap? Like, do they just move on entirely if there's a new regime there? There are a lot of questions revolving around this one injury. And like I said, in both NFL and fantasy uh, world, because it's it's not good. I'm, I, obviously, I feel very bad for Kyler. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good for Kyler. Um, he will have plenty of time, I guess, to play video games while he heals. And That's hopefully a lot of yeah, call he could get really, really good. Um, but um Hopefully he will come back to full strength. Obviously that's another really talented quarterback. That's immediately going to be off your draft list for next year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's getting trickier and trickier. I can't wait actually until the season is over to kind of sit back for a few days and pour through all the data and figure out like, should we change our draft? Was this a fluke? Um, what we might tweak for next year, which we'll of course talk about for strategy next year. Um, there are weapons around Kyler Murray that will likely be affected. DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown. Uh, we saw Robbie Anderson kind of get targeted more with Colt McCoy. It was an interesting game. James Conner is still very useful. Obviously, uh, you're probably going to want to start James Conner going forward, but a lot of questions. And then Ramondre Stevenson exiting. That's a pretty big blow for a lot of people as well. So we'll keep our eye on Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Russell Wilson suffered a concussion. So just like already going through this beat up quarterback, you know, pool, uh, he's basically having his best start of the year, right? Versus the Chiefs, Jerry Judy, three touchdown game. Like, I don't know if you had that on your bingo card, but it was a great game for Russ. He, you know, was fighting and then the concussion. So the thing is, Russell Wilson's been dropped in a lot of leagues. And mm -hmm. I think he's someone worth going to get because guess who's week 17 matchup is with again. Kansas City. 
I I don't know what happened within the Broncos meetings. They said, okay, we're we're finally playing the Chiefs. We're going to unleash the <laughs> offense that we never had. Maybe yeah. it took Jerry Judy uh, exploding on a ref to kind of be set off because he had three touchdowns. Uh, and again, I'll preface before I get into the injury stuff. Obviously, feel for Russell Wilson. He's had a very very strange mm-hmm. season. Seeing the way his face looked after he got hit the, in the ground, that, that was not great. Um, I hope he has a, a full recovery. Um, you know, this it, it, it's. Our friend Michael Fabiano put out a great tweet. Uh, QB starters in week 15, Anthony Brown, Desmond Ritter, Andy Dalton, Mitch Trubisky, Sam Darnold, Davis Mills, Brett Rippon, Baker Mayfield. And then obviously now too, with the uh, Kyler Murray injury happening, they have to go to Colt McCoy. This is not what we expected. And uh, obviously we Brett Rippon on that list, taking over for the Broncos, a very, very strange year for quarterbacks. And uh, it's just it, the, the sure thing, the thing we thought in drafts you can wait for is uh, it didn't happen. And now all these offenses, all these major pieces, as you head into the fantasy playoffs, they're all affected. And it's, it's a tough, a very, very tough year. Yeah, so we're all playing waiver wild roulette right now. And and to be fair, I still think, assuming it comes out for his concussion, Kenny Pickett is a good ad. Here are others that I think are good ads. Uh, Brock Purdy, obviously dealing with a rib situation. We have to monitor that, especially on a short week. But I think one thing we've learned is that Kyle Shanahan's offense should be able to always provide you at least a solid floor at the quarterback position. And maybe you'll even get a ceiling like you got this week from Purdy, who finishes the QB six tossed two touchdowns, ran one in, you know, he thumped Tom Brady 35 to seven in his first official NFL start. So I don't want to say it's just because of the system. Maybe he's actually got something going on too. And I think he's someone that you are going to want to stream for the playoffs because his playoff schedule is Seattle, Washington, and Las Vegas. Yeah, that's very, very good. And, you know, Brock Purdy being as young as he is, being Mr. Irrelevant, obviously you immediately discount him. But there's just something with that 49ers team, obviously the massive amounts of talent on the roster and just the ability of uh, Kyle Shanahan to just coach players to do exactly what they need to do. And that's kind of why we've seen Jimmy G, uh, you know, succeed in that offense. And now you just put in Brock Purdy versus, you know, Tom, Tom Brady, who was already like, he like won a Super Bowl before or like before he was even born. It's wild to think about. Uh, obviously, if Debo Samuel it gets healthy in time, that'll help out Brock Purdy's numbers, I think. But with CMC and company there, uh, it, it's crazy to say this, but like I, I guess it does not matter who the quarterback is. So even you know seventh round pick Brock Purdy could get it done. He could get it done. We're going to talk about Debo Samuel in a minute. Um, Baker Mayfield is obviously going to be the starter moving forward. If you're absolutely desperate, you know he's starting. I don't think we expect much at all. His matchups are not great for the fantasy football playoffs. Uh, he did look really cool marching down the field for a 98 yard drive, all of that. But we've seen Baker once in a while, pull off magic before. This is not something you can count on. So I would not count on Baker Mayfield. However, it's a situation where maybe you have to Mac Jones also has really, really good um, matchups for he's got the Raiders, the Bengals and the dolphins for his playoffs. If you're desperate again, I'm not saying start them over Justin Fields. I'm just saying if you're desperate and you might be at this point, uh, and Mike White would be the other one if he's healthy. You know, all of these guys have a question mark if they're healthy, if they're healthy, if they're healthy. So you're going to be scrounging and digging around. 
Yep. Uh, I'll, you know, I was at this uh, Thursday night game, the Baker Mayfield. Well, we didn't know at first it was John Wolford game. And then Baker Mayfield uh, comes in the game. Obviously Wolford was dealing with a neck injury. I'm not sure if that's really why he was pulled from the game. And then I'm thinking to myself, man, like he's had 48 hours, maybe tops to prepare for this game. Um, And the weapons on the Rams team right now, obviously not that great. The major difference is that having Sean McVay can pretty much work magic with any quarterback. Uh, you just figured they had a big lead, the Raiders, in that game. The crowd was all Raiders fans. I'm like, there's no way Baker's going to do much of anything. And he actually looked good. He made a lot of really nice throws. He looked better than Derek Carr. And I'm I'm a fan of Derek Carr and the family. I don't hide that. I, you know, David Carr's been on our shows plenty of times. Uh, he just, you know, Derek just looked like the ball was, like, on fire and didn't know what to do with it. And this guy has Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs behind him, and he could throw it to Devontae Adams, whereas Baker didn't have any of that. He, he like clearly didn't know the playbook and was just kind of going on the fly with stuff. So I give, I know we've crushed Baker a lot in this pod, but I do give him credit for there. And I, I feel like he may only improve uh, by knowing the offense more. Now, how much will he improve? I'm unsure. I'm not saying to go and start him, but what he did was definitely impressive. Um, he played with the chip on his shoulder. So I, I do have oh. to give a little uh, props to him there. I definitely think the Raiders lost that game more than the Rams won that game. That's hundred percent true. Um same with that Bucks game last weekend, but Bucks Saints. But I want to say I'm just putting this out there. Again, not a Baker Mayfield fan, not advocating you go pick him up for the playoffs. But isn't Sean McVay like so that guy that wants to be the quarterback whisperer and be your bestie and inspire you to be great? And I can kind of see this being Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield having that kind of bromance, like Mike McDaniel and Tua, Mm -hmm. where like McVay makes him a mixtape of 300 of his best plays and plays it for him and proves to him that he's really great and not just a star of a progressive commercial. And suddenly he's good. I I feel like even if it doesn't work out, that that's what Sean McVay wants to try to do. Like he kind of did with Matt Stafford, to be real. I mean, Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl last year. So there is that outside possibility. I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to be interested to see if if there is a bromance, a brew now after this, especially because I heard like they once talked on a plane and they talked about football and they respected each other. Right. Uh, That was the story about that, how McVeigh did want Baker if they didn't already have Jared Goff. Um, Obviously, Jared Goff, you know, goes and moves on to Detroit. He's had a nice little, you know, career resurgence Mm -hmm. there. But you're right about, you know, Stafford was a guy that had great stats, but always just lost in Detroit. McVeigh does that at the very least what Sean McVay did for Baker Mayfield just because of that one game. Uh, now, obviously, if Baker comes out and he kind of poops the bed the remainder of the season, maybe Which teams aren't going to... It is very... <laughs> it's highly likely. Um, maybe we're not focused on Baker, uh, you know, next year for fantasy purposes or even just in terms of a backup role. But at the very least, Sean McVay with that one game at least got him in the conversation of maybe teams may kick tires on him again, kind of like what Carolina did this past uh, season. So you, you have to, again, you have to say McVay knows what he's doing. He could help you telegraph his passes. The guy obviously is an offensive wizard. Um, and and also credit to Baker because Baker had to hop on a plane and two days later had to play in a game with not yes. knowing his teammates. So that's also Absolutely. very, very hard to do in the league. Thank- Maybe that's almost why he was better because he wasn't in his head. Um, By the way, you mentioned Jared Goff. I just want to say last week, if you followed our advice and played Jared Goff, um, and especially if you played him with DJ Chark, awesome. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I I think we also suggested Evan Ingram on this pod. I know I wrote him up over at SI. He went off. 
I had him in a couple lineups. It was amazing. I had to play a tee with him. That was not as fun, but I still squeaked it out by two points. But man, when a tight end can put up those kind of points, oh, it feels so good to get that advantage at a position where nobody else has any advantage unless they have Travis Kelsey. Tight end is so bad, bad and injured um, that didn't he jump to tight end number four in the season? Tight end four on the season after that because he had double digit targets, two touchdowns, 120 receiving yards for only game this season where a tight end racked up all those accolades. I mean, as somebody obviously who roots for the team that drafted him in the first round out of Ole Miss (laughs) to see him finally do what they thought he was going to do a guy not going to block much, but kind of a, you know, the receiver tight end uh, hybrid and he, you know, multiple touchdowns, double digit catches. I mean, it just, that's, that's the game you expected uh, from Evan uh, Ingram, not all the time, but here and there. And uh, him and Trevor Lawrence had the both, you know, their games of their career together. So um, yeah, you did, you did bring up Evan Ingram and we did bring up the, the Lions offense, which by the way, adding first round pick Jamison Williams out of Alabama back in the mix now that's going to be a fun team and if they keep this all together like you know good for the Lions on overreacting and then firing Dan Campbell before they kind of got in this role and you kind of saw early in the season we said this that like they could be competitive and now they're really rolling Jared Goss playing arguably the best football of his career um they're they're a team that the game versus the Jets this upcoming weekend is going to be really fun that's that's two teams that like need this game to stay in the playoff race so um the Lions man that's that's an offense you got to stick with I'm excited. It's a little tougher matchups for them this week, but it's awfully hard to set any of them. Uh, Debo Samuel has an MCL, um, an ankle sprain, but will return in regular season is the report. Now, here's how I feel about that. Regular season goes all the way to week 18, first off. Mm -hmm. So just because it says regular season doesn't mean it's worth it for your fantasy season. Um, So I would just, yeah, obviously you're not dropping him, but let's pump the brakes here on uh, Debo Samuel, uh, even maybe starting him with all of this because they've got the playoffs to think about. And that's way more important. So I'm not sure he's going to be great for your fantasy lineups. We'll see what happens. I do think that this week in particular, Christian McCaffrey is going to be an amazing play. I'm taking the over on his receiving yards props, no matter who is at quarterback, because the Seattle Seahawks have allowed an 85.7% catch rate to opposing running backs this year. So when you look at all those points that the Seattle team is allowing to running backs, it's all to pass catching running backs. Not all much of it is the pass catching running backs. So that is exactly what Christian McCaffrey is. And he'll probably be used as a wide receiver a lot. So really low receiving yard prop 35 and a half, I'm grabbing that at Caesars. Uh, And also, I think that that opens the door for Jordan Mason because they're going to need another body out there. And again, Seattle is to be attacked on the ground. So I think that he's going to be used. So if you need a desperation flex play, that's an idea. Um, Other injuries, the biggest one, Ken Walker Jr. Mm -hmm. after Kyler, in my opinion. Um. Where to go? You know, Michael Fabiano prefers Rex Burkhead. We were talking about this morning. I don't. Uh, I prefer Dario Gumbwale. Burkhead only re- played five snaps last week, and it was not until after Walker left. He ran uh, two routes and had two targets, two catches. Great. Dario Gumbwale played 18 snaps, ran 13 routes. He was the one exclusively used in the two-minute drill. So if I'm picking one, they're both available. That's the one I pick. But however, when I say that, remember, they're playing the Chiefs. They could be down receivers. Rex Burkhead could absolutely have a good game. But uh, for me, 
they're both more of a DFS play. I'm not super excited about using them in my fantasy playoff if I don't have to. Yeah, we do have a bunch of questions uh, on the, the the Seahawks backfield, the Texans backfield. We'll get to that later, but it's okay. just a bad time to like it, with when you have these running backs that were like leading you to the playoff spot, and then literally at the point like round one of the playoffs, and now it's a mess. And then not even it's not even a mess where it's like you know who the the clear handcuff is. You're now dealing with like a bunch of question marks because there's not a clear handcuff. Some teams have that uh, Seahawks Texans right now. I'm sure because a lot of the injuries in the backfield, so it's a very messy time. Like I said, a lot of questions on that later. We'll get to the Twitter, the Twitter questions. We all thought that the Cowboys were going to maybe sign OBJ, but when it turned out that he probably wasn't ready for the regular season, instead they signed T.Y. Hilton, which hilariously um, I kind of joked about in the preseason, but then it actually happened. Should you add him for your fantasy roster? No. <laughs> Um, he's too far down on the tree. Uh, I'm sure he'll be useful. He'll be a threat in the playoffs. They'll, they'll use him to mix things up, but he's still sitting behind lamb Schultz Gallup, and even Noah Brown who had a big game last week. So no, you don't need to run out and get T Y Hilton. He's not going to help you in the next three weeks. However, the Cowboys pass catchers do have great matchups for your fantasy playoffs. So They've got Jacksonville this week. Uh, I think it's Tennessee in week 17. Is that right? Um, anyway, and then Philly in there, which is a little tougher. But I do think those offenses will push each other and it could end up being a high scoring game and we could get some fantasy goodness out of it. I'm, I'm with you totally with T.Y. Don't need to go and sign him. I think mm-hmm. uh, if you're a fan of the Cowboys, I think it's it's a great move. It's a smart move. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's an all pro veteran receiver and a young receiving room. You're getting him there. A guy that's going to run good routes. He'll get open on the third downs. You eat him to the critical yeah. stuff. But the offense is clicking. You don't mess with that. Let, like you said, let Gallup and, and uh, Noah Brown and obviously C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, too, putting consistent games up. Just let those guys continue what they're doing. And the ground game is going to work itself out. Obviously, uh, the, the, the duo there. So, uh, uh, while it's probably best to not take the gamble on an injured Odell Beckham Jr., it's uh, getting T.Y. Hilton. There's like there's no risk to that. It's all reward. Right. I, I can do without the drama from last Sunday's Cowboys game. Thank you very much, Dallas. It was uncomfortable. Don't do it again. Sal did say that. Sal, I believe, said on one of the shows that he'll be uh, sweating out this victory in the fourth quarter, and you could have not sweated anymore. That was like down to the wire. So you know, uh, it's a call by him. It's interesting because my dad and I were having this conversation. He he texted me in the morning. He's like, oh, yeah, well, we're boycotting the Houston, the Texans in this house. So we're rooting for the Cowboys. And I was like, OK, because, you know, they live in Houston. Right. And I said, OK. And he's like, they're favored by 17. He's like, easy. It'll be more than that. And I was like, no, it's a trap. Yeah. that's. Uh, and he's like, no, one. he's like, it's not. The whole thing kept going. And I'm like, well. I was like, it's a trap. I was like, they're still going to win, but there's no way they're covering 17 points. They're not doing it. This is a letdown game after last week. They're not. And, and here's the thing. Houston needed to lose that game, right? They don't gain anything by winning that game. Sure. And they certainly don't gain anything by continuing to trot um, Damian Pierce out there. And which is why a lot of times they do lose games because they, they're not going to risk Damian Pierce in serious situations, which is why I don't think we probably see him for the rest of the season. 
by the way. Oh yeah, for sure. You got to, uh, you, you actually have a premier running back. Do not play him. You're playing for mm-hmm. nothing. And I know these teams, it's, we always talk about, can you tank? How is it possible? You really can't tank in the NFL. You're playing full speed besides benching your players. That's the best kind of way you could do it. But uh, in terms of the 17 and a half points versus the Cowboys, like the, the, the bad teams, in the NFL, you know, they always say any given Sunday, you're always due for a very good performance out of nowhere. Still a professional um, football team. Exactly. So that was a game too. I felt that's a lot of points. It's three scores. So you got to say too many like, points. Yeah. yeah. Sal and I, I think both got that one right. I looked at the list and most people picked the Cowboys and I was like, Sal and I are obviously uh, the Cowboys fans here because... (laughs) Yeah, that, said, was, nope. that was also one of my few wins of the week, too, picking yeah. the, the Texans. The you watch enough Cowboys games being yeah, exactly. very NFC true. East. Very true. Yeah, and you got that one. So, yeah, we we picked against our Cowboys, but we won. And the good thing is they won the game. Um, Miles Sanders was someone I believe we also talked about on this pod. Um, sometimes I forget where I talk about things. I'm sorry. Um, huge game. It was a great matchup for him. We bet the, I bet the under on his player prop last week. I bet the over on it this week. So far, we've done okay picking the Miles Sanders day. Um, that Philly offense is just... It's awesome. Uh, I knew that game was going to be a blowout. Again, one of my few victories in the EP picks, I did take the Eagles. And I, I, the Giants have beat the Eagles, and uh, I don't think since I was alive, uh, since I was born. And uh, Miles Sanders, an awesome game. Uh, had him on a few fantasy teams. Very good to watch those numbers pile up. Giants cannot stop the run and they were good at stopping the pass until the, uh, the, the injuries to Adore Jackson and Xavier McKinney, two of the you know bigger injuries in the league uh, were a playoff contending team having to deal with that, just losing most of your secondary. And they're literally trotting out practice squad level players out there. So then when you're playing a mobile quarterback, like uh, Jalen Hurts, who can hurt you with the passing game, obviously to AJ Brown, and then you have the he can run the ball, and then also having Miles Sanders, who's a very versatile running back. They're just a nightmare to stop. And uh, the Giants get the full force of that offense. Jared McKinnon had a really huge day on Sunday and um, he's probably available about 35 to 40% of fantasy leagues. He's certainly someone you can grab. The only thing I just want to caution everybody on is uh, game script worked in his favor. Obviously Isaiah Pacheco is still the guy, right? He's the guy that's running the ball. He's getting all the early down work. You can definitely start Isaiah Pacheco. Jared McKinnon to me, is the kind of guy that's just like any other Kansas City receiver. On any day, Patrick Mahomes may decide, this is my guy. He's as boomer bust to me as MBS, as Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, like the whole crew. So I, I like him, but is like, is he like the guy now? No, uh, it's, it's Pacheco. And I don't know that I'm starting Jarek McKinnon, even if I grab him. Son of a Knight, on the other hand, He's the clear starter. Cam Akers now seems to be the clear starter despite the fumble. He still was out there. I guess they're just looking to see what they can get. What do they have to lose? J.K. Dobbins came back, was great right off injury. Uh, He and Gus are the only two you can play there. Forget Kenyon Drake, forget J.K. Dobbins. They were relegated to nothingness. Uh, Chubba Hubbard is a deep grab. But Jordan Mason, like I said, I just have this feeling that he could just get used um, because of the way this works out with the injuries and the matchup on Thursday. So if you're really, really desperate and in a deep league, he's someone that's available because these other guys aren't. Donovan Knight is not available. Jerk McCannon is not available. Maybe Dari Ogumbwale, or actually definitely Dara Ogumbwale and Rex Burkhead are available. So you could also play that. 
Yeah, I, I was going to say, too, with the 49ers, especially with uh, I'm with you on Mason, CMC kind of running the show there, not having Debo and, and you're there. College right. fans not going to ask Brock Purdy to go above and beyond and be like, hey, we're missing our best target time for you to it's going to be a probably a lot of check downs, a lot of stuff to George Kittle uh, for sure. But I think it's going to be a run heavy attack. So I, I'm with you that if you have the, any 49ers running back, I mean, I put in Mason, if you can get him great, get him now, because I think it's going to be a big time run running attack uh, for the Niners, Niners to speak. That's my feeling too. So I think it's easier than just looking and being like, oh, Rex Burkhead is the pass catching back. Well, yeah, but not. Um, it was actually Ogumbale. We just think of Burkhead that way. So maybe he will be. He may go off. Um, if you're looking for wide receivers to add, uh, DJ Chark, as we mentioned, <laughs> was phenomenal on Sunday for us, uh, as we were expected. He is playing the same amount of snaps. He's running the same amount of routes as a Monroe St. Brown. So He's usable. He just is. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones played 100% of the snaps on Sunday. So though Amari Cooper's been the wide receiver 12 on the season this year, Donovan Peoples-Jones might be Watson's more favorite target. He was targeted deep five times. That's the most any Cleveland Browns receiver has been targeted in a single game deep this season. So if you believe in Deshaun Watson upside, then you probably also want to buy into Donovan Peoples-Jones for your fantasy playoffs. Listen to their matchups, Baltimore, New Orleans, and Washington. This should be good. That is pretty good there. I also wonder how many leagues that somebody did not draft Jamison Williams and he's on the waiver wire. Yes. I, I would definitely target him. I just, that Lions offense right now is, is as sharp as can be. And, and I'm with you on uh, Donald Peoples Jones, obviously Zay Jones, uh, either the more I put, you know, in our rundown, I put Chris Moore, Elijah Moore. Those are some guys that I've seen pretty popular, but so, I, I just feel like James, Jamison Williams, like they drafted him that high for a reason. And if he's yeah. available in your league, you should probably target him. You, you probably should. The only thing is like he had like one target for 41 yards in a square. Like it, it was kind of like it all came in one. So it looks a little more dramatic than his usage. He might still be being eased in. That's um, very true. I do like Elijah Moore a lot. He saw a season high targets. Corey Davis is kind of banged up. Assuming Mike White or Joe Flacco is the quarterback. If Zach Wilson starts, forget it. Just whatever. <laughs> they don't get along or they don't connect, whatever. Forget that. Chris Moore also, especially if Nico Collins remains out. Nico Collins is back. He's the preference. But listen to this playoff schedule. Kansas City, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Not only are they generous pass defenses, Texans are going to be playing from behind. So you do. You want one of those Houston Texan receivers. And they're available. Mm -hmm. Nico Collins and Chris Moore are available. Um, so, yeah, those are people I think are worth the target, obviously, first, you're going to check for Zay Jones and Traylon Burks and Paris Campbell was a great matchup this week. But for yeah. playoffs, hmm. especially going back to our Damian Pierce point, love the Texans receivers because uh, they're not going to have him in the game who could be sort of the equalizer. Uh, they're going to be playing from behind. A lot of passes. I'm totally with you, Jen, on that. The Houston receivers going to tight end. Um, I think we mentioned Shago Conco last week. You very did. briefly. You did. You did. You did right by us. Uh he has now surpassed 40 receiving yards in four of his last six games, and he has 2.58 yards per route run this year. That is number one among NFL tight ends. He had a 15.7% target share, and he scored this week. Now, Austin Hooper actually paid more snaps, but look, he caught six of his six targets and, and had a touchdown. He's clearly a guy that Tannehill likes that he's connecting with. 
And they remain down pass catchers right now. Traylon Burks could be back. That knocks him down a little bit. But if you need to stream Chigo Conquo, Tyler Conklin, Greg Dulcich, and of course, Evan Ingram. Well, we talked about it before. Best career game for Evan Ingram. Best career game for uh, Trevor Lawrence. To me, that makes a whole lot of sense. Maybe Trevor Lawrence has figured out uh, this late in his career that if you use the tight end, it makes your life a lot easier. And maybe somehow Evan Ingram is finally realizing like what he was supposed to do since he was drafted. I I think that's a good call uh, as well. The offense, the Jag offense has been uh, pretty fun to watch. I still can't get over how Trevor Lawrence is playing after that like gross looking injury, he left the game and then still almost like, like he was like walking out to come back in. I, I can't believe I'm that excited. He's, it's nuts that he didn't like, I, I, I'm glad he didn't tear his knee or anything, but I, I don't know how he escaped out without an injury. I'm excited. And I think it's going to be great for this Dallas game too. Um, I think there can be a lot of decent fantasy points in that one. It looks like right now it's Caesars highest game total of the week is chiefs Texans, but it's still not even at 50. Uh, No game this week has a game total of over 50. They're not really high totals. Eagles and Bears, 48 and a half. Cowboys, Jaguars, 47 and a half. And uh, Titans, Chargers, 47. Colts, Vikings, 48 and a half. That could be a sneaky one because the Vikings are so bad. Yeah, defensively, defensively, they're all they're They're so bad. They got exposed. They They got exposed, as we predicted last week. Um, I think they're they're not long for the playoffs, personally. No, you need defense in the playoffs, but Kirk Cousins playing, you know, he's playing good ball. Obviously, Jefferson always is, um, but but their, their defense is really as bad as it gets. Yeah. Hawkinson was a bit of a disappointment this week. We were expecting a little bit more with that matchup, but Hey, what can you do? Um, two has been struggling lately. Um, so that's something to keep your eye on as far as locked and loaded quarterbacks this week. Who is there? Jalen hurts. Dak Prescott, I think you got to start. You're starting Justin Fields. Honestly, Mike White, Brock Purdy, these guys are going to be up there and you, you may be needing to start them. So if you're panicking last minute, you can always tweet us at extra points, but obviously a lot more information to come out. Like is Russell Wilson starting for instance? Yeah. And uh, I, I think, you know, Mike White, I guess, you know, we were, pretty harsh on him, but the Jets do seem to believe him. I even just seeing the comments, the Jets offenses made after like, Oh, you know, him taking that shot in the ribs, which just, we saw where his body like completely collapsed. He folded over and they were like saying how tough he was. So they're, they're all, uh, they're all about Mike white over there. And so I I know, I I guess he has some sort of chemistry with this offense. Maybe I was a little too harsh on him by saying, don't believe in him, but the Jets will be throwing the ball. Um, So I, you know, if you have to grab him and and, pray that you could win the playoff matchup, then I say go for it. And here's the deal. Mike White, here are his playoff matchups. Detroit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jacksonville, Seattle. Mm -hmm. Like it really doesn't get any softer than that. In fact, I kind of ranked my top five for the playoffs that I believe are going to be sneaky. Um, Mike White, I think. Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. And that's just based on schedule, not based on necessarily talent. So I'm just saying those are people to consider if you need to make substitutions or you need to add depth bench uh, depth to your bench. And believe it or not, some people have dropped Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. 
I'm borderline about it. Like I picked up uh, a obviously Rogers had the buy last week. Packers aren't a buy. One of uh, we complained about the late season buys, which by the way, Sal does agree with us on uh, uh, per today's extra points was saying oh, how good. it is absurd to have him late Sorry. in the season. But okay. the uh, I, I picked up Ryan Tannehill had a you know night and all they lost, but had a nice game. And now I'm like I may just leave Tannehill in there instead of putting back Rogers. Like I, I don't trust this game. I believe the Rams uh, are getting their favored. Uh, they're getting seven points in this game. Like I could see. I know it's in Lambeau. I could see the Rams winning that game and, and Rogers disappointing again. I know he's been kind of hot with Christian Watson lately, but I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back down to earth. The Rams are favored. Is that what you said? No. no I mean, sorry. The Rams. Are, I meant to say the Rams are getting oh. seven points. Yeah. Okay, But I I would not be shocked if the Rams somehow won that game in Lambeau. Yep. Yeah, I think it's possible. They could get sneaky about it. Um, More likely, they just cover the spread than win, personally. Yeah, I just think think it'll be a close game. I know that's on the road, and Baker is fresh with the offense. But uh, I just, uh, whenever, I think this year we've learned the minute you start believing in the Packers is the minute they fool you and they're awful again. So that's basically what I'm getting at. Because we've seen that happen multiple weeks. Yep. Absolutely. I do wonder, though, the rest for his thumb, if this week off the late by will help, he'll be the one quarterback. It helps more than others, because mm-hmm. some people I think it's going to ruin their rhythm. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, I wonder if it's going to help him a little. So we'll see. Uh, as I said, he's probably been dropped and he's someone you can stash on your bench. Well, not probably, but it's possible he's been dropped and he's someone you can stash on your bench. Um, I'll just I think we already talked about really who to pick up mostly from every uh, position, but um, wide receivers. Let me run down those two uh, best schedules. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. We did not mention Demarcus Robinson. He's actually taken over as the wide receiver one. Mike Andrews been a total disappointment lately. So no matter who is under center, Demarcus Robinson is someone you may want to think about. He's seen an average of six and a half targets per game since week six. Um, and his matchups ahead are Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. So if you're looking for a deep stash, a flex play, you lost somebody. That's one. We talked about Nico Collins and Chris Moore. We talked about DPJ. We talked about Michael Gallup. Deontay Johnson and George Pickens have great matchups uh, for the Fantasy playoffs, so does Christian Watson, uh, Devontae Adams and Matt Collins, Traylon Burks, and even Chase Claypool. So keep those people in mind. They may have been dropped and they may be available if you just need bench depth. Right. Eddie, we actually have a ton of questions, um, which is awesome. So let's get to it. Uh, before we get to it, I want to remind everybody that you can play with us in our Extra Points Arcade. We pick games every week um, against the spread. And if you win, you can win $100, which is free money. So why not? So do it. So come play with us. And we've got a good competition going on. Eddie, I, uh, I'm a late surging player in this game. You had a great week. I think only uh, Martin had more picks right. Martin had eight picks right. You had seven. Uh, you're surging as of late. Tyler, let me down. Um, it, it, I thought that was a tough. You know how I knew it was a really tough week? Um, the, the funniest thing is that every single person involved with minus three, myself, Dave, and Hench all had three correct picks. But Hench is what last week was number two in the entire ESPN, like pick them challenge in the entire, like there's hundreds of thousands of people. Kevin Hench is doing that well. And he even struggled this week. So I feel better about myself knowing that he did, because it was another tough week, but Jen props to you. And yes, like you said, head over to the extra points arcade. Um, we have the prop quiz every week. We have the pick them. Uh, I believe uh, December 9th just ended the entries for our December prop culture contest, which that'll be a very, very fun one to see when that comes out. But like you said, yes, you can win a hundred dollars or a gold hat, a lot of fun. 
and they'll never stop. It's so much fun, guys. Oh, we have so much fun stuff coming up for you too. I can't wait to make our big announcements. Uh, Sal but- did. Sal did <gasps> on an extra point. So we can we can talk about it. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about it? We can talk about it. Um, do you guys want to hang out with us like in person? Cause you're gonna get a you're gonna get a chance. Wait till my dad hears this. I haven't even told my dad. You know he's buying a ticket. Um, we're gonna be hanging out watching games in Las Vegas mm-hmm. in week 18. And you'll have a chance to come interact with us. Eddie, are there more details as to how it works? So the details I know as of now, um, I know that our our very own Megan Gailey will be doing some stand-up at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. I know that we're doing I am not singing, for the record. I will not be doing a concert. All right. So, so Jen says now, uh, no, but we're there to, we're, we're there to hang out and we're there to, we're going to do a lot of fun contests and events. Um, I do know that we have watch parties for the, um, NFL Sunday games. I know that we do have a watch party for the, obviously the college football championship on the Monday. So we'll be there all weekend, um, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and we'll have a lot of fun stuff, but yeah, those are the, the big events and like, we'll announce more as they, as they roll in, but okay. we'll be, um, you know, we'll be in Vegas, uh, with the entire extra points crew. So come hang out. It's going to be awesome. And my guess is we can, you can just buy a ticket and come hang with us or. I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I think that some of the stuff is, is going to be free. Yeah. I don't have the exact details. I I know that maybe for Megan's show, you might have to get a ticket. Right. Um, But outside of that, I think, you know, all these watch parties and stuff will be free. We'll do a lot of fun contests and events. Like I said, we'll announce those once we kind of uh, finalize the details, but we'll be doing a lot of stuff. So come hang out with the crew. It's going to be the best time because it's full of the best people. It is full of the best people. I have to say just just this network is everybody is just as great or better in person than they are uh, when you just listen to their voices. So if you can make it, come join us and we'll, we'll give you more details. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, let's jump to questions. We're here to answer your questions. Uh, Let's do it because I uh, imagine that these questions will apply to a lot of listeners out there. 
uh, yes. who will be in similar playoff situations. So let's roll. Yes, and uh, uh, let's ride. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) waiver wire, waiver wire country. Let's ride. Um, And and again, props to everyone who tweeted at Extra Points Pod at Jeb Piacente at that Eddie Murphy. All your questions. You guys put faith in us to help you with your playoff teams, and we do appreciate that. So let's get cracking here. We'll start with the defense question. Um, Vikings, Patrick Cowboys defense is coming in from Matthew Cavazzo. I would go Patriots defense this week. Uh, whenever I'm not 100% sure, I go with the lowest game total. Um, I, I do not trust the Vikings at all because honestly, Matt Ryan's had uh, three games he's through for 300 passing yards. And yeah, he could maybe uh, throw some interceptions and all that. But this, I'm not sure this Vikings defense is the defense to capitalize on that. And Dallas, um, I love Dallas, but. Um, Man, Trevor Lawrence has been playing well lately. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, and uh, we always associate the Vikings having a strong defense in years past, but this is not the case mm-hmm. this year. Um, sticking with the Patriots, uh, obviously, Ramondre Stevenson got injured on Monday Night Football. So did Kyler Murray. So Shelby Harris is asking, in part one of their question, uh, best replacements for Ramondre Stevenson and uh, Kyler Murray. And also, sorry, Shelby, if you had literally both of those in your lineup. Okay, so um, we kind of already talked about the quarterback answers there. If you can get, you know, a Russell Wilson, a Trevor Lawrence, a Jared Goff. Okay, probably can't. So we're probably looking at Brock Purdy or Mike White as probably your best options. But I even might be interested in Sam Darnold, believe it or not. If you have to go that deep, I would. I think I would take Sam Darnold over Baker Mayfield because his schedule is much, much friendlier. So um, that's probably where you have to go. If you want to send me a list of specific quarterbacks, I'm also happy to kind of help you based on what's on your waiver wire. As far as running backs, obviously Zonovan Knight is a great ad if you can get him. I'm going to assume that you can't. So then we're going to go down to Dari Ogumwale and Jordan Mason. Those are the two that I think you can probably still get that are usable. Maybe Chubba Hubbard if he's available as well. Those are who I think you can actually get. Of course, you want to move up that level if you can to Zonovan Knight or an Isaiah Pacheco, but unlikely they're available. And part two of Shelby's question, pretty interesting question here uh, looking ahead. But um, will Jalen Hurts be benched in week 17? I guess we'll be on week 18 as well, um, obviously. But it's all depending on if the Eagles continue to win, if the Cowboys continue to lose, so they can clinch the home field. Yeah. And so you do want to get some insurance if you can. Um, they obviously have already clinched the playoffs. There will be a game between the Eagles and the Cowboys in week 16. So that's yeah, going to determine a lot in the next few weeks will turn a lot. So you can't know yet, but yes, there is a possibility of that. I think the, they won't bench him for the whole game. I can't imagine they'll do that because you don't want him to be out of rhythm and all of that, but they're going to start protecting him. And I, he probably doesn't play in week 18. So you do need to probably have a backup and just watch what happens. Definitely don't leave a talented quarterback on the wire this week. If you can grab him now. Yeah, I you know the January first, uh, they're playing the Saints, and then Week 18 is versus the the Giants, uh, and the Eagles are at home in both those uh, last two games of the season. Like you got to assume if they beat the Bears, which they should, the Cowboys mm-hmm. game is the big one. But I still feel like even if they drop the game to the Cowboys, they're they have fine. To- 
they're probably going to be okay. Um, and then the Giants saying, who knows? They could do what they did a couple of years ago, try to keep the Giants out of the playoffs by, you know, by playing Jalen Hurts. I personally don't think it's smart to play a mobile running quarterback Mm-mm. in week 18. So I think, you know, not after uh, what we saw with Kyler Murray, it wasn't even a contact injury. Exactly. Exactly. It's all you need to look at. And, um, you know, that actually may help the Giants playoff chances by if the Eagles lay down in week 18. So yeah, I would not be shocked if, uh, if Hurts is, uh, bench there. Uh, moving on here, a question coming in from, Tony P uh, is a PPR league question. Would you drop J- uh, Damian Pierce for JK Dobbins or Bam Knight? Yep. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the fact is like the odds of him coming back, it's just n- not likely. And I think that I would go for, Ooh, let me look at my rankings list for schedule. Uh, Cause actually I think they're both extremely startable. I was just looking through all this, guys. So I have these notes. Hold on. And, you know, with Damian Pierce, too, like I said before, if you're a team that's obviously struggling, you're out of it, but you have a great piece in him, uh, a, a surefire thing at running back, which not a lot of teams do. Uh, we all know how short the shelf lives are for running back. There is no reason to play Damian Pierce the rest of the season and a total loss cause for a one-win Texans team. So according to my own rankings, Zonovan Knight slightly ahead of J.K. Dobbins. But honestly, either of them – a really good ad based on their playoff schedule and their usage. Is Dobbins dependent? Does that matter if Anthony Brown's a quarterback versus Huntley versus Lamar? Does that change anything? I don't really think so. I mean, they're going to run first sure. no matter what. Absolutely. Right. And we saw it was basically split between Dobbins and Edwards. Dobbins gets goal line carry. So does Edwards. So if it's a PPR league though, and I think that that's what he said, then yes. Knight. I like better because Mike White targets his running backs more and he's also in a share, but he has a much bigger share than Michael Carter and the matchups are excellent. He has Detroit, Jacksonville and Seattle. I remember we talked about Seattle being generous to running backs who catch. So assuming it's Mike White or Joe Flacco and not Zach Wilson, Donovan Knight's going to be slightly ahead of JK Dobbins for me. All right. There you go there. Uh, We have a question, a quarterback question coming in from Drew Harris, uh, two parter It's a two quarterback league. Do I trust Geno Smith versus San Francisco or Mac Jones versus Vegas? Pick. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. So I, Mac- I, I just wanted to add quickly. You yeah. can just tell Mac Jones and my uh, and and uh, Matt Patricia may have the worst relationship in all football together. There's just, there's just really no, like, I mean, I've never seen more, a quarterback more outwardly just displeased, especially a guy who's younger. Um, that alone alarms me. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. So Mac Jones's matchup is better on paper by a lot. Uh, the Raiders should be an excellent matchup, but especially after watching last night's game, he didn't have a single touchdown mm-hmm. versus a team that's allowing an average of two touchdowns per game, an average of two per game, 24. That leads the league. That's the most passing touchdowns Well, until this week. Now it's probably different. I need to check, but that that's not good. Nope. So I'm still going to go Gino here. It is a tough matchup, but the positive is um, actually didn't let's look at what Gino did in their first matchup. I think he was good uh, when he met San Francisco in week two. Right. And that that um, does ring a bell that game. Cause that was like the beginning of the Gino Smith coming and yeah, out. Remember party. Tyler Lockett had a big game, right? Yeah, like 112 it does yards. Ring a bell. Or it does ring a bell to me. Yes. So, okay. So he finished. No, he sucked. It does not ring a bell. We were just making sure our listeners um, are on their toes. God, it's really tough. I would still go with Gino just because I feel like he's just more dependable in he's, general. But 100%. All 
hundred percent agree with that. And yeah. then part two of uh, of Drew's question here is uh, a Broncos question: Do we trust Corlin Sutton um, this week if he comes back? Um, probably. Okay, so it's a great matchup again. It's Arizona, who we were mm-hmm. just talking about. Uh, the problem is, it seems like Jerry Judy and Greg Dulcich are now the guy, and Cortland Sutton is a little bit banged up, and Russell Wilson could stink. Because, or it could be Brett Ripien. So probably not. If you have a similar option that's projected within a point or two, I would go with the other. Yeah. And I will say as somebody who drafted Judy in a lot of leagues and took him high and then came back out on this podcast and said, maybe he actually just is a bust. I'm glad to see the Jerry Judy coming out game and realize this guy is a legit stud. And that's why we always should have believed in him. Uh, We have a question coming in from Jamie Kitch. Uh, PPR, you need to start two running backs in a flex. So here's the list of running backs to start. There's three of these. It's uh, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, James Conner, Jamal Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, and Rashad White. So which three out of the that group? Uh, well, you can't sit Austin Eckler. I know it's versus Tennessee, but they're going to use him in the passing game. So if it's a PPR league, you got to start Austin Eckler. Saquon Barkley, I don't see how you sit Saquon Barkley either unless they report that he's injured. And then who are my other options for number three? Uh, they have James Conner, Jamal Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, and Rashad White. Looking at matchups, you guys. I think the answer is uh, James Conner does not have a good matchup. Isaiah Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Because he's got Houston. Yeah. And then that was my three. That was the that was a three two running back two running filled two running back positions in the flex position yep. out of those uh, that group there. Yep. Um, we have a question from uh, Ad Bourbon powered uh, lot, potentially lost Tyreek Hill and Debo. Who should I pick up? Obviously, Jen, you went over wave wires before too for receivers. So sorry. Yeah, look for Donovan Peoples Jones. Look for DJ Chark. If you need to dig deeper, then you're looking for one of the Houston receivers, Collins or more. Um, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, look for those guys at Paris Campbell, the streamable for this week. He should get a lot of targets. So that's probably where I would go. Uh, moving on to a running back question from Ryan Boutwell. Um, who is the Seahawks running back handcuff? So Travis Homer played almost all the snaps. He was just com- incredibly unproductive and it was just uninspiring. I would probably just rather wait and hope Ken Walker's back and healthy than play anyone. Cause DJ Dallas could go in there. It could change at any moment. Uh, as far as the matchup, it stinks this week. So there's no way I'm playing a Seattle running back anyway. <laughs> and I believe this is our final question here from at Sharpie. Um, Oh, seven, two quarterback question. Who do I start this week between Tua, Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers? Daniel Jones. Oh my God. I mean, look, he's okay. he, he's been so, he's been consistent of anything. That's that the team has not been winning games, but he's been two has put up okay. I want to say start two, but he's put up three stinkers in a row. Uh Tyreek Hill is banged up, and he was really not good versus the Bills. They gave him trouble, and the Bills have just been menaces. They were a menace last week to Mike White, and they have a lot to play for because they don't want to lose to Miami again, right? They need to win this one. So you could say, A, but it's going to be a high scoring game because two great offenses, but two has just kind of looked not great lately. So uh, Daniel Jones, on the other hand, put up a solid day versus the commanders because he's going to have to do it with his legs. He's going to pass a little bit. I just, it's a tricky one. I also like Aaron Rodgers as we, we talked about earlier. So I would be fine with Aaron Rodgers. 
I just don't feel super comfortable starting to it this week. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, dead. in that tie to the Commanders, uh, he did have he had 200 yards passing. He had didn't a he finish his like top 12 or something that week? Yeah, yeah, he had a, a touchdown pass. His quarterback rating was 104.3, and then he had 71 yards on the ground. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where, yeah, he's not it's not eye popping, but he's playing consistent. And I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, and that that game though was at home, so we are getting the Commanders team now after the bye. But Giants also are a little bit healthier, so maybe we'll see if that changes. When you start, Eddie. Year. Would you start to, uh, I, I mean, you've pro- been better I, on the season. Yeah, I probably would. Like I told you before, I'm, I'm, I'm almost doing a coin flip between Tannehill and Rogers. So I'm not feeling great about Rogers, despite the, you know, they're a seven point favorite versus the Rams and they are at home. Daniel Jones, I just afraid of the giants losing that game, but they're going to have to throw to win. I think too, uh, he just been so consistently good for the majority of the season. I just feel like he's always due for a bounce back. Uh, although the injury to Tyree kill does, Kind of if he is out yeah. or he's banged up. I mean, I believe McDaniel said uh, the term was he's dealing with a, a lot of bumps and bruises. So like the coach is just flat out saying he is really banged up. That's not always great to hear. Glad something serious. Uh, I'm belaboring the point. I, I guess Tua, but I'm kind of with you. I don't feel good about it. I think Daniel Jones, at least you're getting a, a decent floor just because you have the rushing yards. So that's kind of what I was doing. So if you need a ceiling play, then it's Tua, maybe Rogers. But I feel like the safest floor is actually Daniel Jones. I don't think he's going to put up a stinker. They're no. going to be fighting in this game. Yes. So, uh, you know, sometimes I just play for the floor. I, mean, I have a question for you, Eddie, who yes. would you start this week? Justin Fields versus Philadelphia or Mike white versus Detroit. Oh man. That's, that's a tough one. Tougher um, than it seems like it should be right. The one thing I will say, I mean, the Eagles defense is nasty. Um, the mm-hmm. giants did get some, uh, I know even like Tyra Taylor. And, came and remember and no Darnell some, Mooney. Right. Um, but fields the rushing ability of fields. And then I'll, I just assume that the Eagles will be up multiple scores. So a lot of passing attacks from the, uh, I almost hope for like garbage time, whereas Mike white is prone to interceptions. He could turn the ball over, but the lions have not been uh great defensively either. I think just because I would feel like I'd be um, a hypocrite. If, you know, two weeks ago we crushed Mike white. And if also now I'm saying to take Mike white after we also have had breakout videos saying how good Justin Fields, his turnarounds be. So I guess I'll, I'll say fields because I do hope for garbage time. I do enjoy it. Like the fact that he could run the ball uh, and they will be passing a lot. And I will say the reason Mike white, despite the good matchup with Detroit is he is prone to turn the ball over, turning the ball over means uh negative points for your fantasy team. So I think it may be close again, that Eagles defense is good, but I, I probably would lean fields here slightly. Yeah. I'm going to, I've got fields in right now, but there's yeah. a part of me that's like, it's tough. It's it's yep. certainly tough. And I, I got Russell Wilson on the bench too, but you know. I wouldn't be shocked if like Mike white has 300 plus yards passing, but maybe not a lot of touchdowns and probably an interception or two. And I could see fields having a whatever game, but I could also see him getting like a late touchdown in, uh, in garbage time or right. still scramble or just breaking off a big plus. run That's for 75 yards. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right. It has been fun, Eddie. Um, for everyone out there, we wish you a ton of luck in your fantasy football playoffs. We will be here. You can send us questions at extra points pod. And it sounds like uh, there will be a lot of questions and we'll be here for those. And uh, we'll be posting on social media. I hope to see you in Las Vegas and Otherwise, guys, uh, uh, what do we got? Saturday, Thursday game, Saturday game, Sunday game, and Monday game. A lot of football coming up. Be sure you enjoy it. We'll be back next week.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.